Salutations and shit, motherfuckers. Welcome to yet another episode of Travel and Shit. <laughs> I gotta feel like, uh, what's his face? And, um, what's that Spike Lee movie? Do the right, is it do the right thing? No, it's not do the right thing. It's, what's the one? You know the movie I'm talking about. Is it do the right thing? With the pizza shop? And he's doing the, the, the DJ. <laughs> I feel like somebody's extra special DJ on the check, check, check on the microphone. But this is D. Carrie, another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite podcast about travel and the assorted shit that comes with it. So today's episode is going to be a feelings episode because I'm in my feelings. Uh, I'm going to discuss travel as an escape and I'm in my feelings because I just got dumped on Sunday. I was dating guy for like two months and out of absolutely nowhere, he tells me the romance is gone. I think we're best as friends. And it totally came out of left because like a week before that, he's like, I really think I'm falling in love with you. You're incredible. You're like nobody I've ever dated before. He dropped everybody on his roster like a week and a half after we started talking. So yeah, really, really surprised me. But I've been dumped before and uh, I'm not going to ruin the rest of my week. I had a bad day and a rough start to the week, but... I'm okay. But I I felt like it was just a very appropriate time to talk about travel as an escape and slide in uh, travel sex. So hi, Ma. Uh, Feel free to listen about me having sex while I'm on vacation if you'd like. Um, If not, holler at the next episode. I hope grandma's not listening to this one, though. (laughs) I have a really supportive family. They always listen to my um, creative endeavors. So Nana, click off. Don't listen to this one, okay? <laughs> All right, so I had a a moment, I want to say maybe a couple months ago when I was like, yo, travel is really low-key addicting. Like there's something about it where once you start, it just, it's kind of like tattoos. I never saw tattoos as being addicting. I remember specifically the day my cousin Teresa told me, once you get one, You want to keep getting them. They are so addicting. And I just didn't see how that could possibly be a thing. I mean, it's a needle. First of all, who wants a tattoo? Because needles. But I get how something that can be so much work or something that can be so much pain can also be addicting because as much as I love traveling, I don't exactly always like planning. I don't always like saving. I am very bad at saving. I don't like a lot of the little assorted things that go along with um, travel. So it kind of set me for a loop when I was just kind of like, oh, wow, I see what everybody's talking about. Because I feel like, you know, you go on a trip here, you go on a trip there. It is what it is. It's not something that you constantly have your mind on. But I'm always thinking about where the fuck I'm going to go next. So I... um was wondering whether or not that was actually a you know a good thing like is traveling becoming an escape you know like is it something that I'm doing so that I can avoid reality like some people listen to music so that they can kind of disconnect some people you know read I often like to read so that I can kind of you know, disconnect from a lot of the stresses and shit that I have going on in regular life, especially a a fiction book that I feel like there's no better way to actually like detach from what's happening 
than getting into something completely different. And books are an incredible way to do that. Um, Podcasts are becoming now a favorite pastime of mine. Like I listen to them all the time. I don't really, no, that's a lie. A Marie was the last new album that I listened to. And that was me taking a break and saying, she's my favorite artist. So let me take a listen. But anyway, I digress. Travel is low-key addicting, maybe high-key addicting, but is it a good or a bad thing? Now, considering you don't squander all of your coin and invest in travel more than you invest in your future, per se, or, well, yeah, I definitely invest in travel more than I invest in my future as of now. Um, But if you're not, like, starving your kids to pay for your trip to Turkey, then, you know, I think it's okay to put the money towards Turkey. I mean, if your necessities are met, if your absolute must complete list is checked off across the board, then personally, as long as it's disposable income, I can't see why it's a bad thing for you to spend the money on the travel. But that's me. And I, again, am single, no kids. And it's just me and the dog. My disposable income is 100% at my discretion. So I was having that kind of thought, but it was kind of like a a fleeting thought. I didn't really think that it was me looking for an outlet in the wrong place because I feel like travel can definitely give you the ability to see your problems with a new set of eyes. So, you know, I'm no therapist, I don't have no degree in this. Uh, although I am going to schedule an appointment with a therapist because who can't use a therapist? And I also think that that would probably help me in actually um, getting a good and healthy relationship past the two-month mark. (laughs) That might uh, help a whole heap of a lot. But let's see. The new eyes aspect of traveling. I think that a lot of times you can forget how good you have it when it's something, of course, that you live every day. You drive the same car, you take the same route for the most part to work, you see the same friends, the same coworkers, you got, you know, the same apartment, you see the same closet. Like you, your, I don't want to say opulence, but your um, good fortune is a consistent thing for the most part. Uh, knock wood, God willing, you know, the constants in your life that other people, that other people take for granted, well, that other people want the consistency in your life that you take for granted, the things that I take for granted, the fact that, you know, I could be, you know, broke in this sense, I'm doing the air quotes. I could be broke to the point where I don't necessarily want to go out for drinks with my friends, but I know I can put gas in my car. You know what I mean? Um, so the things that we sometimes take for granted other people are really struggling for and other people really are in um, the position where they have to decide between one need and another need. Whereas I haven't had to decide between one need and another need. It's more, all right, well, I want to do this, but I need to do that. Let me just take a little bit longer to get to doing what I want, you know? But anyway, so I think that traveling sometimes can remind you of that type of 
I don't want to say, uh, I don't know why opulent is such a word. I don't know why that word is stuck in my head, but it gives you the ability to see that you take a lot of things for granted. Um, I don't want to say that every location that you go to is a third world country, you know? Um, but I tend not to stay in five-star locations. I don't, I can't afford five-star, uh, accommodations. So I tend to Airbnb a lot. And so when I stay to Airbnb, I always go by the pictures and things that have certain amenities, of course, but at the same time, I like to be in the mix. That's the only time I try to be mixy is when I'm on vacation because I want to see how, um, no, I don't want to say that I want to see how the locals live, but I'm very content doing local shit as a foreigner. Like I'd rather go to a hole in the wall and that's anywhere. That's if I'm in New Orleans, that's if I'm in LA, that's if I'm in Nashville, if I'm in Houston, if I'm in Istanbul, if I'm in fucking Marrakesh. I'd rather go to a hole in the wall as opposed to the biggest, loudest, most popular uh, discotheque, as my little brother would say. Um, I just want to go, let me go to a bar. Let me go to a lounge. Let me, you know, go to a small restaurant, someplace where people appreciate you being a customer. You go to these big places and they talk to you any kind of way that that, that they want to. It's like your money doesn't matter. And for me, customer service is a really, really important aspect of me spending my money. So when I travel, I like to stay a little more low key in terms of the places that I go. So being able to afford those luxuries to some people, well, it's a luxury to me also because there are times when I just can't do the extra shit. Like I can't go out and grab drinks three times a week or I can't shit do it once a week, you know? Um, but some people can't do it at all. So when I travel, say all that to say, you get a a feel for, you know what? I'm actually able to do this abroad. It's not like I'm doing it in my neighborhood where they know me and they're comping me drinks and they're giving me a really good price. I'm able to go to an entirely different country, which in and of itself is a luxury. And I'm able to be social and have a good time. And in a lot of locations, I'm consistently thinking of Cuba in particular. Um, You're able to see very easily how good you have it. So in that sense, I feel like travel gives you a really, you know, different perspective. It's a otherworldly perspective. And it can be in the inverse sense also. You can also see how great your life still can be. You think that, you know, you've got really nice shit until you see somebody with even nicer shit. You know, you just have the opportunity to dream even bigger. You can see lavish resorts or you can go to a location where you have um, 24-hour room service. That's some shit right there. 24-hour room service is a fucking luxury. There's nothing worse than, like, really just missing the room service cutoff time like that shit is annoying as fuck but you can also um so it's kind of like three tiers to it like you can see how great life is that you're able to afford travel you can see how bad like things could be you get to experience people that are less fortunate than you i mean you can do that at home but sometimes it's a more drastic difference when you're abroad and then also you can see like how great things still can be like you can you know, see the 
how the rich people live, if you will. Like I know when I was in LA, it was nice to um, walk around and see the hotels that I could not afford to stay in, but it was nice to walk through the lobbies and it's nice to see the um, amenities that they had, you know, just even in the lobby, you know what I mean? Just to see like their restroom set up and stuff. It's nice to every once in a while, look at things and experience things that you ain't really going to pay for so that you can see in your, um, you know, future where it is that you might want to fuck with. Should you come in smoothly? Like if I hit this mega, and I think I would still travel the same way. I would probably do a luxury, hmm, a couple different luxury locations, but nothing crazy. I kind of like just the way I'm doing it. I might be lying. Yeah, I'm probably lying. <laughs> I would probably do some um, some kind of luxury, but then not like wild, crazy luxury. I don't know. We'll see when I get money, right? Speak it into existence. Also, I think that I tend to be more active when I travel and they generally say like when you're in a funk or if you're like depressed or anxious and you just really aren't feeling things that you should kind of get up and move, get your adrenaline going. And that's not something that I do when I'm home. As much as I want to get to a yoga class, it's just the whole, I got to pay for it. I got to find it. Then I got to commute to one. And then I, once I work in Manhattan. I live in Queens. All of that, that commute back and forth. Like, I don't want to interrupt that. Once I get on the train, if it's the train I'm taking home, I'm not getting off any place in between if I can avoid it. So when I'm on vacation, though, I'm paying to be there. So I'm going to get the best for my buck. I'm definitely going to do more. I'm going to see more. I'm going to experience more. And when I travel, I always try to do some shit that I've never done before. Like I went zip lining for the first time in Costa Rica. I did cliff diving in Cuba. Cuba was a place for a lot of firsts. I did cliff diving. I did snorkeling, which I got to say, I wasn't really feeling. Yeah wasn't really enjoying that. Um, that was the first time also that I'd been to a non, a non sand beach. Like the beach there was all cliffs. It was all rocks, all cliffs. There was no sand. There's no like shoreline. You had to climb up rocks to get in and out the water. Um, what else did I do for the first time there? I waded across the river. Like we walked across a river. That was very fun for me because I had water shoes. For those that did not, it was not as enjoyable an experience, but for me, it was fine. Um, I held a little cute little baby octopus that was just, you know, in the ocean. It wasn't like at a zoo or nothing. It wasn't domesticated. It was just in the waters, swam in a cave. We ate in a cave. Like it was, it was a really incredible trip and doing things like that. I, I don't know how you can be in a bad mood. Like, I don't know how you can have an attitude or be, you know, less than excited about it. I don't know how you can experience those kinds of things and not feel good. So I chase that feeling, if you will. So I always try to do new shit and I'm always outside if I can be, especially if it's a location that calls for it. Most of the places I've been to have been warm, except for Canada. Yeah, Canada was the first time I ever had to pack for winter. That shit was brutal. I 
don't like checking a bag, but there's no way I could pack, you know, the layers and shit and like seven pairs of sweatpants, like seven pairs of sweatpants ain't going to fit in a carry-on. I, I don't know what kind of carry-on you could sneak. Like I tried to sneak on with the carry-on. I got it there, but I couldn't get it back. I was so close, but that's what happens when you travel with people. They slow you down. You don't do your, you know, your normal rip run through, avoid the gate agents. And then, yeah, I had to check it back. But anyway, I tend to do more when I'm out and I'm on vacation. So in that aspect, travel would be a good escape, you know? So still, I'm not really seeing how even if travel is being used as an escape, it's a bad thing. Um, I come home broker, but I never come home sadder. Um, I've always, no, I can't say I've ever like missed the destination so much that I wanted to stay. Now I'm always ready to come home. I always miss my dad and my dog. I even missed my mom, my mom. Oh, I missed her so much when I was in um, Canada. Uh, let's see. Also, so with travel being an escape, I think that for the most part, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, if you will, whether it's like for your own enrichment or if it's because shit, you got the disposable income to do so. As long as you're not doing it for, um, or choosing your destinations uh, for the likes. Like if you're not, everybody wants a good picture. You know what I mean? Like I intend to frame a lot of the photos I have from my different trips and hang them up around the crib. And as long as you're not doing it to like make somebody else jealous, or as long as you're not doing it to um, show and prove that you have it together and that you're happy and that, you know, your life is better than everybody else's life. If you're not doing it, I don't really, I don't really want to say that those are necessarily malicious reasons. I mean, they definitely can be malicious reasons, but I just feel like if you're not doing it to show out, like if you're not doing it for a uh, photogram, if you will, then it would, I, I don't see how it's bad. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not you're not benefiting anything from it. I feel like that would be just a really empty trip. Like if you were solely doing it just to look good for other people, I feel like you would definitely definitely be doing yourself a disservice. I know that I can feel the difference in the end of an excursion if I spent too much time taking pictures. Like I know for a fact that I spent too much time trying to get a good shot in Antelope Canyon. But the issue with Antelope Canyon is you got to keep certain filters on so that you can see the way the sun hits the the stone and stuff. But I don't think that I did take time to stop and just enjoy being there. I did take time to stop and appreciate the beauty of the location, but I didn't necessarily think past, wow, this is really beautiful. I remember a moment when I like touched the sides and really thought about all the history that was there. But I feel like a nigga like me usually just comes up with like a story about what could have happened or, you know, um, like a hypothetical situation or some kind of, I don't know, I'll just write like a short story in my head or not all the time, but like a fun kind of, I don't know. I feel like I just definitely, definitely did not 
take the time to really appreciate and enjoy the the moment for what it was. And that was a disservice to myself. And, you know, I can't, I don't say it can't, but I ain't going back there just to, you know, appreciate it a second time around. Like that's, we don't do a lot. When I say we, I mean, we, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't do, I don't want to say I, I don't double dip. I have no desire to go back any place that I've already been, except for Cuba. Cuba owes me a tattoo. I got all the way to the shop and Shorty was like, it's too late, but I won't necessarily regret the situation that got me there late because that was the day that I did all of those firsts. It was an incredible, incredible day of hiking, swimming, eating. It was the best. I made new friends, so I definitely won't regret that the time and the co- the commute if you will to getting to the location was really trash and that could have been much better but even if it did go smoother I think I still would have been late so I wouldn't have been able to get the tattoo and this this tattoo in particular I just can't see getting it anyplace else like in my mind the spot where I want it and the tattoo is for Cuba that's it so at some point, it'll probably just be a weekend. I'm flying into Havana and I'm getting it done. But it is what it is. Speaking of Havana, and while we're not on the topic, let's jump into travel sex. Can I tell you, I got the worst dick in life on my birthday at that in Cuba. It was the absolute worst trash dick in Cuba. Um, yeah, so I don't know what you guys thought. I remember I was talking about it with one of um one of I don't want to say kids cuz they're adults, but I see them as kids in my mind because as someone in their early 30s, I know how much growth I had in my early 20s to my mid 20s and then in my mid 20s to my late 20s and so forth and so so forth and so forth. So, I say that they're kids in my head, but I I know that, you know, the 21 demographic. Now y'all niggas is kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're still kids. But I was talking with um with somebody I had met in that general age group and the consensus was that um travel dick doesn't count. Like it counts, but it's not like have a good time on vacation, yeah? And it's been I'm trying to think. It's not that wasn't the first time I'd ever had sex on vacation, but for the most part, it was the first time that I guess I effectively actually was looking for just a one night stand. There was no way I felt like I was going to stay connected to this dude or like, you know, continue to, I guess, um, be friends, if you will. But um, oddly enough, I I don't want to say always, but more often than not, I find somebody on vacation I can't find niggas to fall in love with me in New York in this big ass New York City I don't say I can't we're not putting that energy out there but it is so much harder for me to find someone in New York but when I'm on vacation it's like I'm a magnet it is the weirdest thing I'm trying to think of locations where I didn't. 
okay, there are plenty of locations where I didn't find somebody. So I'm partially lying, but not full lying. I remember one, two, three, at least three, at least three long-term. And by long-term, I mean longer than three months (laughs) um, relationships. Um, Yeah, from different vacations. I would go uh, like out of just out of the city, like to another state or whatever, and come back with a boyfriend and we'd be together for a couple of months. And then, you know, year or so years go by and then you go on another vacation. You go visit some cousins or some family. Oh, another one. That was what did I say? Four, five, one. I don't know. So at least. For at least four relationships from different like cities in the United States. So maybe it's the United States kind of thing. I go to another uh, another city in the United States and I come back with a boyfriend. But in Cuba, I was not looking for attachment. I really just wanted birthday sex and this guy was absolutely I mean he was a very nice guy. And the language barrier made for travel excitement, if you will. Uh, it was quite fun. You know, I got to say, Cuba had the friendliest guys I'd ever encountered. It wasn't um, OD friendly, like uncomfortable. Like, nobody ever made me feel uncomfortable. But every last guy that I spoke to for longer than like three to five minutes was really kind of, oh, so where's your boyfriend? Oh no, but I mean, where's your boyfriend? And I would always give the, you know, the lie. Oh no, no, no. Um, yeah, I have a boyfriend. He's back home. Oh, so no boyfriend, Cuba? No. Oh, so no boyfriend. You want a boyfriend? No, no. And then it's just okay. Now there's this conversation in broken English, and I speak, uh, poquito español. So it's, you know, you're trying to be nice because they're not being nasty to you. They're not being rude to you. It's just like, okay, bro. I don't know how to hint in Spanish, but, um, I'm really trying to hint at you in English that I'm not interested, but, um, yeah. So uh, Cuba was the, uh, the worst. Gotta say the best was LA. LA was the, um, I, ended up making a a really, really lasting friendship. And he was much, much older. Um, That was actually the oldest person that I'd ever slept with also, which was kind of interesting. But good time nonetheless, good friend, Um, great sex. And it made for an even better trip because I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to do as much by myself. I ended up, um, going to well, he ended up coming with me to another location uh so that was fun and honestly I don't think I would have had as much fun at the next stop on my destination had I not been with this person so he really really made it worthwhile and um I'm very grateful that he did come with me so that was a good time but I don't know, it's something about vacations. I don't know, maybe it's because you're actually out and about more. Like when I'm home, I don't really do much. I'm not a club person. I'm not like a hookah person. I don't do lounges. I really don't go places unless I have like 
a reason. If it's somebody's birthday or, you know, there's something, some kind of work. No, I don't even do work holiday parties. Well, I've done work holiday parties before, but this year I don't think I'm going. But um, yeah, I don't really do parties and stuff like that. But I will do like drinks with coworkers after work kind of thing. But in a sense, I really don't feel like that counts because you're surrounded by coworkers. And so when I work with a lot of guys, so when I go out with coworkers, I'm surrounded by a bunch of dudes. So that's always a cock block. But you work with guys. So it's always fun. They're they're non-confrontational. You're having a good time. You're just talking. They're like, And they're not like the, they're coworker guys, but not like a bunch of guys trying to talk to you. So I'm always one of those women that's one of the homies. And it, I have no problems with it. It works well for me. I have the best time with my guys. And it tends, though, I know, to be a cock block because you're surrounded by a bunch of dudes. So unless somebody wants to uh, correct me and let me know that, you know, the woman that's surrounded by like seven dudes is still fair game and I'm just wrong, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm attractive. So if someone were interested in saying something, I'm certain that, you know, the opportunity was there. Unless, of course, I'm not wrong in the sense that hanging out with your male friends, it just, you know, is not exact. It's more of a deterrent, if you will, to the uh, talking to me in a bar with them. Well, I ain't changing that. because, Like I said, I have a good time. But I guess when you're on vacation, at least for me, I'm out and about. I'm doing shit. I'm, you know, exploring I'm what I'm good for randomly walking around a city I'm not really I think I mentioned this before I'm not really big on cities I don't really need to go to um you know see the city for too long I am good with like one day and while I'm there I want to do like a museum I want to see some you know I had a really nice time in Costa Rica I went to see San Juan and taxi driver dropped me off like that morning and he came back and picked me up that afternoon I walked around walk around you look at churches you look at schools you go to I went to a museum the museum was wild nice went to the museum you do some shopping you find something to eat you take your ass home that's all I need I don't need three and four nights of the same fucking city like that for me that's just a waste of time granted I'm certain that there are other things to see but unless there's a specific attraction that I'm going to see I'm good with just like the one day of wandering around I had a really great time wandering around in Bermuda for um for the day other days I had some place that I was specifically going other than that I am good on your cities put me on a beach put me in the jungle, put me in the woods, put me in the fucking desert. I got lost in Qatar looking for my hotel because I insisted on walking. I knew it was a 10 minute walk. However, it's not very pedestrian friendly in the area that I was. So I'm wandering around these little cobblestone streets. No one is speaking English. I'm trying to smile and ask questions. Thankfully it was Ramadan. So people were outside late, but yeah, that 10 minute walk turned into like 45 minutes and um, I'm carrying a carry, like I'm dragging, rolling a carry-on bag with a book bag on in on cobblestone streets at like, what, nine o'clock? Good times. Um, 
But yeah, so I was saying all that to say that on vacation, I tend to be much more outgoing than I am when I'm home. So I'm assuming that I can contribute um, partnering easily on vacation, if you will. But um, yeah. Oh, also, no, I think I do the same amount of things by myself. When I'm on vacation, I travel solo for the most part. Um, but when I'm home, I'm by myself for the most part. I don't really do much. I'm trying to think of when I do do things, unless it's like a specific event where I'm going to, you know, like a party or something. But hmm, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the being by myself thing. Huh. You see, like I'm saying it out loud and it's starting to marginally make sense. I tend to um, go out places. I'm trying to think of the places that I've been where I was with other people. Nope. Atlanta, NOLA, I was with other people. All right, so that just negated that. But for the most part, yeah. I feel like also just your energy is probably better while you're on a vacation as opposed to while I'm home, I'm just on the day is over. That's my energy. Like the day is over, I'm going home. So uh, I guess that's one of those things where does it really matter? In a nutshell, I think that travel as an escape can be a good escape. I haven't really put my finger on why I love traveling so much because I know I love it. Like I said, it's low-key addicting. Like I'm always thinking about where I'm going to go next. But I don't think that I'm necessarily running away from anything, but I'm definitely running towards something. I spend so much time being outside and experiencing things. I experience life on an entirely different level on vacation than I do at home. There's so much shit to do in New York. I mean, we've even got the shit that I like. There's plenty of camping. You can do hiking. I mean, we've got, if I wanted to do, um, if I wanted to do anything for the most part, you can pretty much do it in New York. But It's something about doing it overseas. It's something about doing it in an entirely different country that excites me way more than the ability to do it in New York. I am very like readily available to, you know, go on an excursion that I could easily do here when I'm not home. Whereas back in New York, it's just like, oh, who am I going to get to do this with me? Or Who can I do? I guess I'm more stuck on who I don't have to go with me to do something here versus who, well, not necessarily who, but just getting up and doing it. Like when I'm on vacation, nothing is stopping me. I'm going to go. If it's something I want to do, I'm going to do it as long as I got the coin for it. But when I'm home, I find so many reasons why I shouldn't or why I won't or why I don't think I can. There's so many more obstacles for me to overcome when I'm home in terms of being adventurous and actually getting up and going out and having a good ass fucking time. But on vacation, it's like you got that window. I'm here from Saturday to um, Saturday to next Friday or Saturday to next Sunday or whatever. Vacation, there's a time, there's a limit. You have you know, you know what you're going to spend or you know what you kind of want to spend 
and you got that window of time to get it done in. Whereas at home, you kind of just feel like, oh, maybe I'll do it another time or I'll wait till this person is here or, oh, I can always go another time. But when you're on vacation, it's like, when the fuck am I coming all the way out here again? So I guess I got to get that through my own head or I got to get past that. But I got to say that I do use travel as an escape, but like not away from something, but towards something. I really think that I am a lot more of an adrenaline junkie than I ever would have anticipated, especially since now I know firsthand that I really do like adrenaline rushing shit. Like I, I enjoy hikes and walking and, you know, jumping and seeing things and, you know, being lost and not really knowing what the fuck is going on in the least scary version, not in some, oh my God, shit's popping off. What do I do? Not that way. But in terms of, I've never been here before. Let's see where this goes. I've never been here before. I don't know what they're saying. Let me see. Let's pull out the Google maps and let's pull out the translate and discover something new. So if you're escaping with travel, please escape toward something new and something that you can definitely add to your toolkit of not necessarily coping mechanisms, but add to your toolkit as ways to progressively and healthfully, is healthfully a word? I don't think so. I feel like let's just say add to your toolkit so that you can progressively and in a safe and healthy manner I don't want to say get over your problems. I'd say work through your problems because getting over them doesn't mean that you actually solve them. Trying to be very thoughtful with my words here. So to recap that, because I feel like it needs a recap. Gain from your experiences. Don't run away from things. Don't use travel as an escape in terms of getting away from the shit that's causing you issues or that you feel like you might be escaping, but use it as an escape to get a fresh set of eyes and a fresh perspective so that you can use what you've learned and work through the shit that you're dealing with at home. Boom. Yeah. I feel like that sets my point. Okay. This week's quote is going to be an anonymous one. And it says, we travel not to escape life, but for life to not escape us. And I feel like that really encompasses what, I guess the message I want to leave you guys with in terms of um, travel as an escape. You only get the one life, all that cliche shit. If you have that opportunity to see life in as many different ways as you possibly can, your life can only be better for it. So if you're going to travel, definitely keep all of those experiences so that you can live a life well-lived and not, you know, a life that has been spent wasting opportunities. And I'll probably get into it another episode, but probably point out how not not necessarily just affordable, but how accessible travel is. So another story for another day. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. 
Make sure to follow me on the Instagrams. I'm underscore D Carrie. It's the letter D C A R R I E. And um, holla at me. Let me know if you have any questions about destinations, travel in general, me, all that uh, shit people say when they want you to follow them, essentially. All right. Peace out, motherfuckers.